that did feel like we were coming to a point of being on solid ground at the restaurant. And then it, it just dropped, you know, so all the progress we made, it just seemed like it was gone. I was just so tired and I was just like, I can't do this again. I was crying. It was like, you know, when you just pack it, everything, you put everything and you just throw everything away. It's like your dreams are there. Everything that you put to just having this place open, it's just in a box and it's like, it's like, it's over. Your dreams are over and all the sacrifices that you did are nothing. Andy's Frozen Custard, Barnes & Noble, Burger King, Century 12 Theater, La Machina Cafe, Panera Bread, Unicorn Cafe, Whiskey Thief Tavern. These are just eight of the dozens of Evanston businesses that have shut down since the start of the pandemic. Across the city, local business owners are continuing to struggle with an economic recession and a rapidly declining customer base, as well as concerns for the safety of their families and their loved ones. Many local businesses couldn't make it, and many are hanging on by a thread. We sat down with local business owners and residents and asked them how their lives have changed over the past year and what's in store for the city's future. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Allie McCadden. And I'm Maya Spoto. You're listening to Everything Evanston. Before we talk about the future, we need to talk about the past. The Evanston business scene has a long and complex history even well before COVID-19. Let's start by taking a look at the way Evanston businesses were evolving in the decades leading up to the pandemic. I do remember after my parents dropped out of Northwestern because they had a child to feed me, that as a two and a three-year-old, I would accompany my father on walks through campus. He sold sandwiches to Northwestern students. That was Jeff Garrett an NU librarian emeritus who was born and raised in Evanston in the 1950s and has lived on the North Shore since 1995. The business scene in Evanston uh, underwent a very profound change and degradation in the late 60s, early 70s when Old Orchard was built. Old Orchard being the big shopping center out in Skokie. All the department stores, the bigger businesses shut down. So Evanston sort of recovered, but sort of never did. Commerce in Evanston began to recover in the 90s and the 20 knots, but fast forward then to COVID and a huge amount of retail uh, has shut down in downtown Evanston. Jeff also told me about how Evanston's restaurant culture has changed over time. Alcohol wasn't legalized in the city until 1972, and he said expanding liquor licenses really helped Evanston's restaurant industry grow. It's a real shame because, you know, Evanston used to have almost no restaurant culture in the days before alcohol had, you know, been legalized in the city. And then just in the recent 10 or 20 years, uh, restaurants have boomed and now they've just been wiped out. Jeff has firsthand experience with Evanston businesses, not only as a former resident, but as the husband of an Evanston business owner, Nina Barrett. Jeff told me that despite all odds, Nina's bookstore, Bookends and Beginnings, actually flourished in the pandemic. In part because people are cooped up and they need books. 
in part because she very successfully converted a lot of her business to online, uh, in part because it's a really good bookstore, and in part because Barnes & Noble shut down. <laughs> and so a lot of that business uh, moved to bookends and beginnings. But like Jeff said earlier, the pandemic has dealt a difficult blow to Evanston's restaurant and cafe owners. We have a plaque on our wall which says, friends and family gather here. That's Larry Murphy. He owns YoFresh Cafe alongside his wife, Jean. He's also a founding leader of the Black Business Consortium of Evanston North Shore. That plaque sums up YoFresh's brand, community. The walls are covered with photos of families and friends visiting the restaurant. It's a comfortable place for birthday gatherings, school celebrations, date nights. People have even thrown engagement parties at YoFresh. Well, all of that, of course, was interrupted because we couldn't be that gathering space anymore. Despite customer traffic being only a shadow of what it used to be, Larry said the YoFresh community rallied around the business during the beginning of the pandemic. People were buying $7 sandwiches and handing their cashiers $20 bills, telling them to keep the change. And the GoFundMe campaign Larry and Jean launched has raised almost $40,000. Larry also said starting last spring, after a heightening of the Black Lives Matter movement, there's been a push from local organizations and residents to support Black-owned businesses. He said the effort seems way more intentional than in previous years. It's been quite apparent to us whether people are over it or implicit about it, that some of what we receive is a result of people wanting to support a Black business. My wife and I feel very positive about that. To know that there is that sense of commitment to higher and deeper values and ideals of relationality that could extend to the variety of identities that are in town. While the future isn't set in stone, Larry's feeling optimistic. Other business owners aren't feeling quite as hopeful. In January, uh, I remember that one day one person called me about, you know, the uh, credit cards and this kind of stuff. And they asked me, how much do you guys do in a month? And I was like, 3000 And he said, 3000 uh, a week? And I was, no, 3000 in total. And he said, oh my God, you are doing really bad. That's Erica Castro. She owns Giro's Planet in Taqueria with her husband, Pablo Sanchez. Giro's Planet is on the corner of Dodge Avenue and Church Street, right across from Evanston Township High School. About 75% of its revenue comes from ETHS foot traffic. So when the school closed its doors and stay-at-home orders went into effect, the future felt grim. Even though then we were struggling, there were a lot of more people struggling even harder than us. I told to my husband, and we just say, I feel that if we are going to close the restaurant, we need to do something for the community. From May to December, Giro's Planet gave out more than 25,000 meals to local families. Erica said they were feeding about 110 families every single day. Resident donations and grants from the Evanston Community Foundation Rapid Response Fund supported the efforts. But grant funding ran out in December, and their business took a turn for the worse. Erica and her husband were pouring their savings into the restaurant, but in the end, they couldn't pay the bills. So they made the call to close Giro's Planet. Their lease was turned over to a new owner. Erica and Pablo didn't have space to store their equipment, 
so they had to throw it all away. I was crying. It was like, you know, when you just pack it and you just throw everything away, it's like your dreams are there. Everything that you put to just having this place open, it's just in a box and it's like, it's like, it's over. Your dreams are over and all the sacrifices that you did are nothing. But Evanston residents came together to support Erica and Pablo. They raised over $60,000 on GoFundMe. The landlord broke the lease with his new tenant and Erica and Pablo were allowed to keep the space. But they're not out of the woods quite yet. The equipment they had to throw away, it was worth more than $25,000. And when the landlord returned the lease, he also asked Erica and Pablo to pay for an entire year of rent. We are so happy to be able to be here and have the opportunity to keep running the restaurant, but we are still struggling. We still need the community. It's not just about Jira's Planet. It's really heartbroken to see how many businesses are closing already in Evanston. Businesses are essential in the community. Between all of the business owners we talked to, we noticed a common theme, a focus on community. Over the past year, it seems like business owners have been reimagining what it means to be in a community, both with Evanston residents and with fellow entrepreneurs. The restaurant industry in itself is an oversaturated industry, and there's a lot of competition, like a huge amount of competition. But I think that as restaurant owners, we are more collaborative now and not so much competitive. We came together at the height of the pandemic. That's Jennifer Eason, the owner of Jennifer's Edibles, a family-style restaurant on Simpson Street that serves American and Jamaican soul food. Up until the pandemic hit, Jennifer's business was booming. It felt like Jennifer's Edibles was finally on solid ground. Then it just dropped, you know, so all the progress we made, it just seemed like it was gone. I was just so tired and I was just like, I can't do this again. Jennifer and her team made a plan. They were going to donate meals to five people a day until their inventory ran out and then close up shop. But on the first day of distribution, 18 people showed up. And then it just kind of snowballed and then people heard about it and they were like, oh, this is great, and just started sending money in. I want to sponsor a senior, and I want to pay for my aunt. Word spread, and her operations were thriving. Between March and July, she and her team were feeding 200 seniors every day. We asked Jennifer what she remembers most about those few months. I think it was the day we were just in here. Everybody was exhausted, and we just got really, really silly. I mean, everybody. It was a great team, you know. Some of the volunteers would bring their kids, too. So we were all just in here just cracking up, just... And I don't even know why, (laughs) like... Even during some of the pandemic's most isolating months, Jennifer was able to create community. And right now, Jennifer is working on establishing a nonprofit called Jennifer's Edibles Feeds the Community. I took a step back for a moment from the senior program until we could get the not-for-profit stabilized and sustainable. So that's what I'm working on now. It will go past the pandemic. But not every Evanston small business was able to bounce back after COVID hit. 
Unicorn Cafe, the Sherman Avenue coffee shop loved by Northwestern students and Evanston residents alike, shut its doors indefinitely in September. Former owner Jessica Donnelly said that she initially thought the Unicorn would close down permanently in March at the beginning of the pandemic. But since coffee shops were considered essential businesses by the state of Illinois, she stayed open from 7 to 10 a.m. to help Evanston residents get their coffee fix. Allie and I were able to jump on the phone with Jessica earlier this week. So I thought, well, something I could do for my community and for my customer base was to at least be open, you know, in the mornings when people would want coffee. Ultimately, though, Jessica's regulars weren't enough for the business to stay afloat. She told The Daily that bigger corporations like Collectivo or Starbucks had more resources and were able to weather the storm better. And it is, of course, unfortunate that COVID was sort of the final sentence on the page, but it wasn't a tragic end given everything happening in the world. And it was a really wonderful sort of tide of change because of how supportive and loyal and generous all of the unicorn customers were to the very last second of that business. I I don't really think I'll be in Evanston for a lot longer. I don't know, but it's not what it used to be when I first moved here. I thought this was the greatest town in America. And now it's a great town, but there's a lot of places in the world I'd like to maybe hang my hat for a while. So we'll see. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Allie McCadden. Thanks for listening to another episode of Everything Evanston. This episode was reported and produced by me, Ali McCadden, and Maya Spoto. The audio editor of the Daily Northwestern is Madison Smith, the digital managing editor is Haley Fuller, and the editor-in-chief is Sneha Day.